All right, hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to session five of Rise of the Dark Avatar in Avatar Legends actual play. <laughs> my players are broken already, so that's usually a good sign. Uh, my name is ELH, I'm the game master. And um, yeah, we have a lot of content to get through today. So let's just quickly do introductions and get right down to it. So uh, Aaron, what do you got going on? Hey guys, uh, I'm Aaron. I'm Lusong Shi. I'm an earthbender and uh, a member of the Dai Li. I'm also Captain Williams on Tuesdays on Star Trek Euthenia. And I am very, very excited for this evening. Everyone, uh, I am Darewolf, Darewolf Gaming 88 on Twitter and Twitch. I am playing Shazo Lee, the uh, group's firebender. Uh, I also play Commander Saros Russ on Tuesday nights and uh, recently hit Twitch affiliate. So I'm just gonna throw it out there and I feel, <laughs> I feel fantastic. Aaron, damn you. Damn you and your DMs. All right, I'm done. Continue, Matthew. Sorry. <laughs> right. Hello, everyone. My name is Matthew. I play the waterbedder Amaruk, who is a female successor of a crime family in Republic City. I also play um, Crewman Vizeth on Tuesdays in the Euthenia stream with these fine gentlemen. Um, yeah. And with that, Mr. Benno, take away the opening narration, if you please. Water, air, fire, earth. Mastery of all four elements has always been associated with the ability to bring balance to the world. But Avatar Aang has passed away, and the new Avatar has yet to be found. In this transitional era of rapid progress and technological wonder, the world must come to rely on a new force to maintain the balance between humanity and spirits, between light and dark, yin and yang. Rava's followers would tell you that this new dark avatar should be locked away without question. Yet as a certain wise man would tell you, Light and dark cannot exist without one another. There is light in the darkness, and darkness in light. Can the dark avatar truly keep the balance? Only time will tell. Alright, welcome back. So where we last left off with our Team Dark Avatar, they had arrived at the Eastern Air Temple, where they were able to rest, uh, recuperate, and otherwise relax a little bit as they began to explore some of the more advanced forms of bending. Uh, Lu Song Shi received a scroll on metal bending and techniques there. Shazo received a way to redirect lightning and redirect other attacks, and Amrook found uh, a tome, a actually very thick book about spirit bending and energy bending. And Ying, the Dark Avatar herself, was getting her butt kicked by a lot of air gates. And where we're going to start to... Until I showed her how it was done. This is true. Lu Song, she just showed everybody how it's done. It, um, it was kind of scary, actually. Like, I think you rolled like a 13. Yeah, um, just a full hit. But uh, where we're going to start is we're going to be about six, seven days after the fact, after that last session. Um, all your conditions are cleared all your fatigue is cleared at this point because I want you guys to start with a blank slate today. Okay. And you start the day like you would any other. You have breakfast, you do your reading or your training, and then you go to check on Ying. 
And Ying is still being instructed by Master Ying. And she's getting better. Uh, you know, she's not bouncing off the screens as much. She's actually dodging between the screens as they rotate. Um, still room for improvement, though. But as uh, Ying is working, uh, Master Ying turns to each of you and says, Well, how has your training been going? Uh, have the items I gave you, have they proved fruitful? Taking a very slow bite of a long sandwich, Fazapo on his shoulder, looking down at the sandwich with hungry eyes, Shazo's gonna like, We're supposed to be training? And I think Ing just cracks a smile and says, well, you're training your gut, which I definitely applaud. I think Emmerup just watching him consuming that sandwich, slowly disappearing into his gaping maw, is going to sort of pat him on the back. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, you have to keep your strength up to make sure that you can train. I, I you know, believe you, he's choking. You, I, I think he... I, Uh, I think with that, um, Louis, yeah. <laughs> Just pats him on the back. Wow. Are you okay? You need to chew your food. You're not my dad. I'm so oh, thankful was... for that. I've hey, never that, seen anything like this. That, nor have I. I watched it every day at lunch for a year and a half. Where do you think he puts it all? It's fuel so to the fire training, that right? burns inside of him. Yes. I have very yes. high metabolism. Mm. This is my training. Well, yes, uh, that lightning redirection scroll. Have you read it over, committed it to memory? Yes. And eight, Master Ing just sort of stares at you with slightly squinted eyes. Zappo's ears droop on Shazo's shoulder, and he looks over, he's like, shut up, you. Just shut up. Right. Well, Lu Song Shi, Amaruk, what about you two? How have your... Have your studies and lessons been going? And uh, Amaruk perks up um, quite noticeably. It's it's just been marvelous. I mean, I've been able to, to delve into the writings of Avatar Aang himself. Uh, do you understand what it's like to, to read a book by one of the great masters? I mean, obviously you do, because I'm, I'm sure that you're a, a great master in your own field of study. But understanding how the flow of positive and negative jinn within the body actually culminates in the sort of uh, this sort of reciprocal relationship. It, it's 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 the work of a genius. Now. It's one of the rare forms of writing we have on the subject, so make sure to cherish it well. I couldn't do otherwise. I see I gave it to someone who can actually appreciate its value. That is good. I think there's just a moment where Amaruk looks over at, uh, at uh, Lu Shangxi consuming his sandwich. You mean Shazo? Shazo, yes, excuse me, uh, Shazo, and uh, nods. Yes, yes, that was um, it was a very wise choice. 
And then Master Ng looks to Lu Songshi. And any reports on that scroll of metal bending I gave you? Well, <clears throat> it's very plainly written, easy to read. Unfortunately, most of that revolves around phrases like just do it. And there is it that stare like... where she's just like, yes, that is kind of how Master Toph taught, yes. Right. But I'm beginning to think that either this is some kind of elaborate multi-generational prank or that there's a very subtle intelligence behind those words. I know that she presumably is still a great earthbender, perhaps one of the greatest, but it seems like she takes for granted that not everyone is, is naturally gifted. Maybe you just need to lean into it. I, I don't know what that means. I don't think that's any more helpful than just saying, just do it. I think you just need to take the plunge. Uh, I'm not learning waterbending. React. Go with the flow. Proceed. Jump into it with both feet. Go where the spirit leads you. Pass the Rubicoin. Bunk. Ow! God! Ow! Ow! Uh, yeah, what they said. You just, just, just do it, Amber. Or just, just do it, Lu Songshi. I believe in you. Just gotta bet the ranch. steps out. Oh, I'm, I'm having some progress. It's just. I'm not used to teaching myself new concepts. Maybe, maybe that's the point. Maybe she's trying to tell me that I'm too set in my ways and I don't innovate what I learn. I don't apply it in creative ways. And Master Ng's smile gets just a little bit wider at that and says, I believe you're on the right track. Keep at it. But no, Ying, I noticed that those gates are still spinning. Why are you not in them? Uh, well, cause, uh, no excuses. In you go. Shoo, shoo. And Ying, like, kind of does that, mmm, kind of scrunchy face and then stomps into the air gates and you hear her moving again. And watching his... Um, yeah, Lou's gonna look at Master Ying and think... Is she doing any better? Oh, she's reproving remarkably, but I don't dare tell her that to give her too much of a big head. There's a point where you need to rein in expectations. If you give people praise constantly, it comes across as hollow and can lead to them feeling, I guess, dependency would be the word for it. Well, you, you are the master. Master, um, and Emra looks slightly abashed at asking the question, folding in on herself slightly. Um, you, you're, 
are you trying to teach each of us something beyond the bending itself, beyond the, the actual techniques? Is that why you've given us each of these specific lessons? Just like you're doing with Amarok? Uh, with uh, Ying, rather? <laughs> yes, just, uh, I refer to myself in the third person now. <clears throat> uh, Master Ying's smile gets even wider. Like at this point, it's almost slightly unnatural how wide the smile is. Um, but the, the, as they reply, you can tell there's definite joy in their voice and says, it's a master's job to teach students in ways they don't often expect. Wouldn't it just be easier to tell us what we're supposed to learn? Well, as Lu Songshi has already found out on his own, sometimes the best lessons come from within yourself. Finish your thought. I didn't really pay attention in school when it came to, like, the inside body parts. So if this is, like, a medical thing, I am. Simply as a matter of concentration, willpower, morals, spirit. It's an inner growth sort of thing where you are refined as a person and explore the deep complexities of your own inner life as a way of growing and developing both internally and externally, more this as a, a holistic person. It's, it's, it's about being on a journey that you don't know that you're taking and suddenly arriving at your destination, realizing that each of the steps that you took along that path were, were integral to your arrival at this point. And at this, Master Ying actually calls over to Ying. Ying, come out if you would. <clears throat> okay, Master... Oh, God! Uh, okay, yep, coming out. And Ying traps outside of the uh, the air gates and says, Alright, uh, what, what am I doing now, Master? And Master Ying looks up and says, I want you to do two things. I want you to throw fire at Shazo, and I want you to throw this ball of metal, and Ying produces a ball of metal about the size of a baseball. I want you to throw this baseball, uh, this this form, at Lu Songshi. I'm interested to see how far they've progressed. And Ying takes the, uh, the metal ball and looks to Lu Songshi, looks to Shazo. Um, okay, yeah, I can I can do that. Um, should should I be farther away? No, I believe this distance is acceptable. <clears throat> and Ying kind of hesitantly looks at the master and goes, um, okay, uh, who wants to go first, I guess? Hold on to my sandwich for Zappo. The squirrel cat takes the sandwich and starts eating it and hops off. Shizo takes up a position. All right, Ying, hit me with your best shot. All right. So she kind of mirrors your stance in that classical firebending sort of kung fu stance. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but you know the one I mean. Um, where she kind of, you begin circling one another, and then she does two fist pumps with her left, followed by a roundhouse kick with her right, and 
uh, three gouts of flame come flying at you. Now, basically what this is, is this is an opportunity to test out that technique I gave you last session. So, uh, if I remember correctly, we put you under uh, Defend and Maneuver, if I remember correctly. Is that right? Mm-hmm. All right, I need mm-hmm. you to roll me Focus then, and let's see how well you do. Oh, it's not going to be great. Well, you do have a plus one from Chad. Well, then I'm rolling at a plus zero. <laughs> I missed. Okay. So what's going to happen then is you get a choice of whether you want to mark two fatigue or a condition, but as you go to try and redirect the fire, either it, and I'll let you decide which, it either it strikes you full on but doesn't actually hurt you like permanently or anything, or it's one of those things where as you're trying to redirect it, something backfires and it blows up in your face, and I'll let you decide which you'd prefer it to be. Ah, it blows up in my face. Okay. So you get kind of that comical, like, black hair, you know, sticking up on all ends kind of a thing, that cartoony thing where, you know, classic acme humor. (coughs) I will take the foolish condition because I feel foolish. Okay. And Ying immediately goes, oh, ah, was that me? I I hope that wasn't me. I wanted you to feel confident, so I let you hit me. Isn't the whole point that I'm not supposed to hit you? That you're supposed to, like, flow around the the, the fire and redirect it elsewhere? Are you questioning my training techniques? I am the firebender here. I am the fire master. Okay. Um. Again! uh, Okay. Well, another focus. Let's see how you do. (laughs) And unfortunately, you don't have the plus one this time, so it is just going to be the flat focus here. Another five. Nice. So I'm going to let you decide how bad it gets, but um, you are going to need to mark another two fatigue or another condition here. Uh, We're going to go insecure. Okay. And (laughs) it's going to take another. He's going to try to block it, and it's just going to boof. And then uh, he's going to get hit in the face again. And, you know, blackened face, comical look. He's going to drop down. He's going to go, you've done well. Your training is nearly complete. He's going to walk over to Fazapo, pick him up, put him on his shoulder, and go sit on a bench and look insecure and foolish. Nice. And Ying looks like, oh, 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 okay. Um, All right, Lu Sangshi, how hard should I I throw this really hard, Master Ying? As hard as you can manage, yes. Oh, okay, are you sure? Yes, I'm very sure. Okay, uh, you, you ready, Lu Songshi? Honestly, I don't know. All right, well, um, here it comes. And she does that whole, like, pitcher wind-up and literally beams it at you at the, the speed of a normal, like, fastball pitcher you would find in baseball. Her mouth. So your technique, I believe we put under... Uh, and I the maneuver. That- yeah, defend a maneuver as well. So that's mm-hmm. also going to be focused for you. All right. Get, uh, okay. Focus. There you go. You get a hit, which means that you can use the special technique, but you must spend a fatigue in order to do it. Done. All right. So what does that look like as you use your new newfound technique? 
Um, <clears throat> right. So this is basically I've, I've I'm sort of demonstrating metal bending. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm? Okay. So I think what is going to happen is as <clears throat> uh, as Ying hurls the ball, um, Lou will actually panic and. <clears throat> Instinctively, he stamps and a slab of earth comes up to deflect the ball away from him. However, he unwittingly defect, deflects it into a path that will actually hit Amarok. Uh, and so sort of turning to that, I picture Amarok maybe heading over to where Lu Songji, or not Lu Songji, yeah, where I'm doing it now, to where uh, Shazo is and um, sort of turns just in time to sort of see this ball coming and uh, Lou just sort of makes a sweeping motion and it just abruptly does like a like a five point turn and just moves at a 90 degree angle and basically shatters through a wall maybe since it wasn't a full hit maybe he doesn't have that much fine control yeah I think that's fair so uh, Master Ing kind of looks on and goes hold on uh, right about your wall Oh, it's quite all right. We can fix it very easily. But your technique, your weakness is in your mind, I think. You're not ready for such large things being thrown at you. And I I think looking back and forth between that uh, crater that has been left in the wall and uh, Lu Shangxi, Emmerich is just going to break out in a massive grin and start clapping. You, that was amazing. You actually did it. Like th- how you deflected it twice. I mean, that was an amazing display, you know, sending it careening off towards my head and then saving me right at the last moment. That's an amazing demonstration of exactly how your earth bending techniques since syn- synergize with your desire to, to, to protect the group. It was like an outpouring of your character in the form of bending. That was, and she just bows. Uh, Wonderful. Thanks. No, thank you for letting me be a part of that. That was that was incredible. As a whispers under his breath, lucky. Uh, and I think Master Ing does uh, actually start chuckling aloud at this point and says, "Oh well." I believe it is around lunchtime, believe it or not. You all may break for some food. Though I would say that I believe we have a few arrivals this afternoon. So if there's anything you wish to accomplish before your animal companion uh, arrives, Miss Ying, you may wish to accomplish it beforehand. And basically what I mean out of character is that in the next scene or the scene that follows that, the quote-unquote main plot is going to start coming in, so I wanted to give you guys a little bit of warning and a little bit of leeway here to ask questions, do as you wish before that happens. I am. I need to practice. But first... I need to... I need a turnip. And I think Ying actually reaches into her robes and says, um, it's not a very big one. Ah, here it is. And she holds up a small turnip. It's not great, but I mean, if you want it's, it. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's hand fruit sized. Yeah, I can practice any. Yeah. 
and she lightly tosses it underhand at you. Perfect. Uh, and he just looks around, perhaps sees a, a, a bucket of water, mm-hmm. um, just rinses it off and sort of walks around uh, to the outside of the building to go search for that metal ball. And uh, I think I would like a scene with uh, with Shaozo Lee. I'll, I'll sit down beside him, and when there's a moment, we'll have a brief conversation. Uh, Fazapo is licking the soot off of his face, and he's just sitting there, just kind of glaring at the air bending like mechanism that Ying's been using. He's just glaring at it. He just looks not angry, but discontented. Hmm. And Amaruk sort of seating, seating herself gin, gingerly uh, by uh, Shaozo is going to take a look at him from various different angles, uh, sort of pull back, measure the various different protrusions of his hair. You know, that's not, that's not a, a terrible look. It's a little bit avant-garde, and I think we have to do something about the, the soot, but I think you might set a new kind of trend. It's almost like some kind of city punk kind of aesthetic I hate you I hate you so much uh, it's it's I, I'm being serious it's nice you're a very fetching man and you know the hairstyle compliments it Fazapo like looks up over his head you see a little suit on Fazapo's face the white fluffiness and the ears kind of perk up and he looks down and Shazo's just staring ahead. You think I'm fetching? I mean, in, in an objective sense, I suppose, yes. Sits up a little straighter. No one's ever said I was fetching before. Thank you. It's just an objective aesthetic assessment. Yes, you are easy on the eyes as well. Okay. Uh, it's getting a little bit more awkward than I thought it would be. Um, the training! And, and Shazo stomps off, pulls and... out the scroll, and it's going to start reading it. <laughs> if, I, if I could interject at this point, DM. Yeah, what do you got? Um, I think at this point, you will, uh, both of you will hear a, a just barking shout. Watch out! And this sphere will come blowing another hole in in, in the wall. (laughs) That's brilliant. And I tell you to get your destructive impulses out. You know, it's, you know, working that out on inanimate objects, channeling it, focusing it on your bending. That's, that's healthy. I think um, Lou's face will appear in the, the sort of second crater in the wall, looking around at it. Oh. We'll have to fix that. And that. And that bookshelf. And Amarok looks absolutely aghast and appalled. What what bookshelf? Uh um <clears throat> the uh the one down that hallway. And I can't quite be sure, but maybe the one behind that. Were there books on the bookshelf? Uh, there were. Okay, it's my library! 
I need to go. <clears throat> and she's just going to scuttle off towards can the... You, uh, can you bring me my ball? What kind of monster would do this? And then you hear Amaruk almost weeping from the uh, from the area in which you've also heard that initial voice. I can't. It's, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. It's a humanity. No, you did it. Well, if you got to commit to the bit, what does the old lady say? Oh! <laughs> I scrolls! And... <laughs> And like while well, all this is happening, Lou has come back inside and he just sort of gingerly comes in and like picks the ball up and just like single like back steps out of the room. I love it. That that was a brilliant scene. Well done, everybody. All right. Uh, any other scenes you got you guys want to have happen before uh, the uh, arrivals happen? Um. When they arrive, I mean, this is a little bit of metagaming, but is Master Ng going to continue to be there or has she sort of departed? I don't want to spoil anything. Ooh. All right, then. Uh, I don't think there's anything else that I'd want to handle. Uh, Aaron, Darewolf, any, anything you yeah. guys want? Would not. No, I'm good. Okay. So after a uh, brief lunch and a little bit of a repair montage where I like to imagine either you've literally stone-bended the walls back in the place or maybe it's just one of those like two-by-fours that have been hastily nailed onto the wall, whichever way you want to think about it, um, there is a howl of a shear shoe from outside and Ying immediately bolts up from the lunch table, goes running outside and you hear, Oh, Hosa, hi girl, how you doing? Oh, no, don't let me, oh, okay, now my face is half paralyzed. Okay, yep, yep, I deserve that for leaving you. Yep, yep, okay, now you're looking... Okay, my face is really paralyzed now. Okay, thanks. I think... I think Hose is back. You know, if we're traveling with a sheer shoe, shouldn't we have some kind of, like, anti-sheer shoe venom with us, just on the off chance that we need it? I don't think it's permanent. Wait, no. You you guys don't? What? You don't you don't have anti shershu venom? Like antitoxin? Well no. No. I Wow. <laughs> and I thought I was unprepared. <laughs> I don't have it either. I just I don't know. I just I'm just saying. And Master Ng actually goes over to where uh, Ying's pack is and pulls out a vial and says, "Why don't you? Why don't we go take this to her? I think she needs it." Ooh. Isn't this? Could this perhaps be part of the journey? Another lesson? Yes. Not to let your sure shoe lick your face. Well, that is not... an important lesson to learn. Yes, indeed. Mm. That's right, Fasano. It is. Okay, yep. Alright, I'm paralyzed from the waist down now. Can't move. Nope, thank you. Thank you, Hosa. I'm glad to see you too. This is where we learn about the importance of upper body strength. Uh, well, at this point, maybe we ought to give her the 
anti-venom. No, maybe maybe this is actually like a, a spiritual lesson, right? Sort of disconnecting from the body, where we're just sort of free-floating minds, you know, aware of our just our own consciousness. I don't know where I'm going with this. Sounded, I started out really good. You should you should work on that, says Mastering. You should work on that. Hmm. And as they say that, uh, walking in is that air nomad that you met back in Darika. Uh, it is Nashi. And Nashi kind of looks around, notices each of you, and then stares directly at Master Ng and says, Who the hell are you? I think uh, Lou will definitely turn to Master Ng. And Master Ng is just very calmly standing, you know, arms sort of in that thing where you kind of have your, your hands and arms within the robe sleeves where you're just sort of standing there and she doesn't say anything. She just stands there, not really saying pretty much anything. And I think Lou will just sort of turn back to Nashi and say, Nashi, that's Master Ing. We have no masters at the Eastern Air Temple. And once again, Lou will turn to Ing. Uh, at this point as you all look to Master Ng there is a sudden gust of air and you kind of it's one of those things where like your robes or whatever you're wearing kind of gets blown up in your face or maybe something gets in your eye and you have to like squint and rub it free but when you start to see again when you look to where Master Ng was you no longer see that androgynous bald individual you now see a six-tailed fox that has black fur, golden eyes, and a toothy grin. And they let out a howl, and then they bound past Nashi, and you see them gallop up into the sky until they disappear completely. That was weird. Uh, I don't suppose you have any of those here either. Spirits like that? No. Was, was that? I have so many questions. I think we have more. Yes. And GM, how long have we been here sort of training and recuperating? Has it been several days? Or? Six, seven days, yeah. Okay. Just, just, That spirit taught us for a, 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 a week. Ying is getting pretty good at the... And he'll point, sort of still like semi-dumbfounded, he'll point at the air gates. Wasn't very good at teaching firebending. Stupid fox spirit. I think she'd have to teach you to read before you could actually assimilate the information from the scrolls. I can read to you, though, if you want. I'd be happy to sit down with you and, and start. You'd like that, wouldn't you? I would love that, yes. That would be a delight. The Zappo hisses at you. <laughs> and I think she just reaches into her pack and removes some small sliver of, like, jerky or something like that. Come on, Fazapo. You, you like me. Everyone likes Amaruk. Zappo jumps over to Amaruk's shoulder and begins eating it. 
There you go. Thanks, buddy. I knew it narrows his eyes looking to you both. Traitors. All of you. Traitors. And at this point, uh, Ying basically drags herself in like one good arm's working and she just drags herself in. Okay, um, there should be Shishu anti-venom in my pack. Um, what did I miss? What, uh, what, uh, what did I miss? Master Ying was a, a, a six-tailed fox spirit. You missed a mutiny. Uh, I'm sorry, it sounded like you just said that Master Ying was a fox spirit. Yes, I did. Golden fox spirit, too. Yeah, yes. Um... Okay, so you're telling me that everything that we've been taught and trained was because of spirit. Oh. It, it sure looks that way. Okay, I guess that's kind of a good sign if spirits want to train us. And I think the Amaruk is just staring down at this uh, massive woman who is sort of half paralyzed on the floor. Um... Can we can we help you? I, I yeah, mean, yeah, anti venom pack over there. Right, yes. And I think that uh, one of the masters was it Master Ying who or Master uh, uh, Ying who took it out of the bag first. And in fact, uh, the vial that uh, the spirit took out is actually on the floor now, Ow. where they once were. And uh, Emmerich will just pick that up. Um, do you do you drink this? Does yeah, it, does just, it get, just get it into my mouth. I'll handle the rest. Okay. Uncorks it. Uh, here you go. <clears throat> Thanks. And uh, while Ying is recovering, Nashi just kind of shakes their head and goes, Okay, well, that's not exactly how I expected this to go, but um, I think you should know what happened after the incident uh, with the Twin Moon logging camp. Ooh, Let's yeah. just say that um, you made quite the headline all the way back to Republic City. And uh, Nashi reaches, reaches into her own pack and pulls out a newspaper and shows it to all of you. And the newspaper says in big, bold letters, another avatar so soon. And there's like hasty, like artist interpretation of like an avatar state, like in the middle of like a wood field. And there's a lot of commentary. There's uh, ed editorials, you know, talking about how this could happen, things like that. And relevant to Amarok, there's also a statement from the Twin Moon uh, head of the family where they disavow any knowledge of an avatar. You know, they affirm that their logging operation is legit, things of that nature. But uh, now she shows you this. Swipe that paper and mm -hmm. scour it for any mention of his brother. Okay. So I'm actually going to have you do a push your luck here because I want this to be something the dice decide, not me myself. How does that work? I'm sorry, I don't remember. That's quite all right. Uh, push your luck should be, if I remember correctly, uh, where is it? A passion. Yep. We got any bonuses from the chat? Nope. Okay, uh, we've got, I think we've got, got, we got a plus one. Yeah, we well, got a one. Not that you need it. That's a full hit. Yeah, Shazo. In fact, there is a artist rendition of your brother, uh, and he actually wrote an editorial piece. And he says something along the lines of, well, there was a small fire that broke out and we handled it just fine. I know nothing about this supposed new avatar. Small fire? Why that snake done 
lizard licking son of a biscuit eater. No, Shazam. Don't. Don't you get it? They don't mention us at all. Um, the edges of the paper are smoldering slightly. Oops. All right, I'm just going to, and Lou will just sort of take the paper. <laughs> see. They don't. They don't mention any of us, which is, which is good. And as long as they disavow this knowledge, then we can still move. And Emmerich is just going to step forward, gesturing towards the editorial. You know, your brother felt like he had to lie about the situation, right? That means he's so terribly ashamed of the defeat that he suffered at your hands, right? Knowing that he was going to lose, that he can't even mention it to anyone. Right? He's he's wallowing in his in his shame and his guilt, his sense of defeat. Uh, Game Master, can that be a support action to help yeah, me remove? Yeah, you want to make that a comfort and support? Yeah, because that that feels like a good comfort and support. Yeah, that was the intention. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Amaruk, uh, give me a harmony. Let's see how well you do. Okay. Oh, a miss. So unfortunately, the words are comforting, but mechanically doesn't get you anything special. Um, so <laughs> I have a uh, I have a question. I might have uh, an so, All right. So um, yeah, Lou will just sort of look at Amrook and in sort of like a moment of he's maybe still addled by the fact that a spirit has been you know, teaching them. Um, but I will say things like, well, I mean, in, in all fairness, he didn't really defeat his brother. We got interrupted and sent to the spirit realm before the Agnikai could conclude. So technically there was no winner or loser. It's, and he just sort of looks and sees the Shazo and, and if I could, like um, small little steam, <laughs> like smoldering coming off of him. I, uh, I want to call him out. Oh, okay. Uh, and so I think... uh, which uh, which of his uh, balance do you want him to start moving towards? Um, and is Shazo the hammer? Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> I feel like this would shift him towards force. Yeah, yeah, I think force is a good call here. So let's see. You're going to name and roll with their principles. So what is your force currently, uh, Shazo? Zero. All right, then you're rolling 2d6 flat there, Aaron, and let's see what happens. All right. Full hit. Wait a second. I will... You know what? I'll just do... We'll just pretend this hey, is you his. you just got a plus one from chat if you want it as well. No. So we'll roll... I completely forget how to roll individual dice. Uh, slash R space 2d6 in this instance. Ah. Alright, a seven. So it is something where, if I remember how this works, is they are, so Shazo, your option is you can either shift your balance um, or you can mark one fatigue. It's entirely up to you which you choose. We'll shift my balance towards force. Alright, so you'll go to Spinning back towards Lu Song Shi. I had him on I won that fight. It was mine to be had. If it wasn't for Ying, and then he realizes what he's saying, 
and it oh, stops. I, I have to train. Come on, Fazapo. Fazapo will stay on Amaruk's shoulder. He'll look over. Everyone's against me. And then he's going to march off. And Amaruk is just going to give Fazapo this baleful glare and point back and forth between him and... One ear uh, up, one ear down. There you go. Well? Fazapo pause at the pocket that had the jerky. <laughs> and then Amaruk is just going to take out a piece of jerky break it in half half now gives it over to him half later if he comes back feeling better Zappo's ears go down looks over at Chazot the ears go up and then he takes the half of it leaps off and bounds towards uh, towards Chazot and then Emmerich looks slightly distraught for a moment looks down at the half piece of jerky in her fingers am I becoming like my family bribing people and city officials to get us what we want. I don't think it's the same thing. It feels kind of like the same thing. We... I don't want to mess this up like I just messed it up with Shazo. I think the difference is that those in positions of power often mistake generosity with bribery. But among friends, it's just that. It's, it's simply generosity. Well, no, generosity would be giving something to Fazapo just because I wanted to be happy. I gave him something so that I could get what I wanted, which granted was, you know, somebody else feeling better. Being happy. But I was using him as a tool to make somebody else happy. Right. Fazapo isn't a person. I think that uh, I don't think those rules would be quite offended by that, but you're right. And I guess the ends justify the means. So, you know, there's that too. But this will be... This will be good... As much as we have to rely on one another, we have to realize that we have a responsibility to be the best that we can. Well, that's that's an eternal struggle, isn't it? It's the fight against yourself. The worst aspects of your own nature that are always threatening to bubble up. The darkness inside the light. Or maybe nurturing the light that's inside the darkness. And at that, I think uh, Nashi speaks up and says, which one of you, actually real quick, which one, uh, Songshi, do you still have the newspaper? Yes. Okay. Uh, Nashi's gonna say, there is one matter that I you might not have seen yet. You wanna turn to page three and, you know, assuming you do. There is actually a report that says strange northern lights fill the sky kind of a thing. And it goes into that long detail of that prismatic light show. And um, it doesn't mention around the Eastern Air Temple, but it does mention it roughly happening at about the same time that you all went to the spirit world. 
And now she says, uh, that, um, it's obviously not written in the newspaper, but did any of you find something in the Twin Moon logging camp? Anything at all that might have produced such an effect? <laughs> yeah, funny thing about that. Um, and I think Emmerich is just going to uh, go over to the wall and pick out her pack, opening it. And I assume that the radiance from that prismatic staghorn is just going to effuse forth from the uh, pack and splatter colors all over the ceiling. Yep. And uh, now she kind of blinks and has to squint her eyes a little bit before they adjust and says, Well, I believe I can answer at least one question I had then. That is the horn of a great wood spirit, which might explain how you got to the spirit world in the first place. Interesting. And Amaruk is going to quickly close the bag and take a step away from it. Are you saying that they... Did they kill a spirit somehow or defile it? And at this, uh, Ying has finally gotten unparalyzed, and she actually sits up and very, very intently looks at Nashi. And Nashi says, uh, Can you truly kill a spirit? I suppose it depends. But yes, in tearing down this spirit's forest, they obviously had a confrontation with the spirit in question, which is why that horn is even tangible. No, this is. That's wrong. Oh, tremendously. But I'm not so much worried about the fact that you have it so much as the worry I have the target it's going to paint on your back. Emmerich is just going to set her jaw and stand a little bit straighter. The Twin Moon were responsible for an abomination, something that goes contrary to balance, goes contrary to nature. I don't care if this puts a target on our back. We have to do something to fix this. It's, I guess it's my responsibility. And Ying actually stands up a little straight and says, no, it's our responsibility. And she actually kind of pokes her head of the room. Hey, Shazo, we're going to go beat up the twin moon. You in? Uh... From outside near the airbending practice arena, mm-hmm. you hear a crash, bang, boom, and then you hear what sounds like some firebending. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, but, yep, def- definitely not failing this airbending. Fazapo, stop laughing. And uh, Shazo is going to come running back, and Fazapo right behind him. Uh, did someone say, uh, destroy the twin moons? Yes, um, as Nashi was just telling us, apparently that horn that Amarok has or took from the twin moon is a part of a departed spirit. Anything that gets me closer to exiling my traitorous brother is... Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm totally in. Yeah, that's good. But if he's he's away from home, then... Wouldn't exile be a... Never mind. I think it's more of a a, a moral victory. I knew that. It's the spirit of the thing, not to use a pun. 
still half covered in soot, a couple new bruises on his face, and his arm looks a little like maybe like it might be partially dislocated. You just hear like a. When do we leave? And I think Ying looks around at all of you and says, I think we should leave right away unless anybody has any objections. I have a question. For me or Nashi or... Uh, for, for anybody. Uh, where are we going? And Nashi says, well, it's a good thing you asked. After that newspaper article was written, uh, the Twin Moon encampment was no more. Whatever you four did, either wiped it off the map or splintered it so well that by the time I went to investigate it, I couldn't find any trace of it. So you want us to investigate the camp or the people who were working there? Follow the up on that lead? would be a good place to start, yes, but... The main concern, as I see it, is you need to find out why they are trying to harvest these horns. Because, to put it plainly, this isn't something where you just cut down trees randomly and sell the lumber. In order to get a spirit of such magnitude to appear, you have to completely defile the land, if you follow what I mean. Tell me, Master, have you heard of any news coming out of uh, a village that was relatively nearby? Um, and I, forgive me, I, I forget the name of that village that we, we visited that we learned was producing Uzziah. the... Uh, Uzziah. Uzziah. Okay. Um, of Uzziah. We, as we were traveling, we found a, a spirit there, an enraged fire spirit that was attempting to burn down a field of lotus blossoms and trees. Oh. Um, now that you mentioned it, yes, uh, I do remember reading a small snippet in one of the newspapers a few weeks ago about it. Yes, uh, let me see if I can remember something about how uh, Muzia was expecting a surplus of crop this year, if I remember correctly. Could that enraged spirit in some way be related to the twin moon? I don't know. But one thing is clear. Something's going on with the spirits. Something's going on with the twin moon. Unfortunately, I don't have the answers, but... And Nazi looks at each... Or Nashi looks at each of you. I think you are well equipped to find those answers. And then as you all sort of look to one another and nod and contemplate that, um, a bell begins ringing from throughout the air temple. And you hear someone call, Incoming airship! Not one of ours! And Nashi immediately, you know, kind of goes wide-eyed, says, uh, we need to see what this is, and rushes outside. Um, Ying is, of course, hot on the trail. I'm assuming the rest of you are. When you get outside to the training area and you look to the west where the airship is coming from, you see that there is indeed a zeppelin coming your way, and emblazoned on the side is the Order of the White Lotus emblem on the zeppelin. 
And that's where we're going to take our five to ten minute break. So we'll be back shortly, everybody. Stick around. All right, and welcome back to part two of session five of Rise of the Dark Avatar. Where we left off, we saw that approaching the Eastern Air Temple was a zeppelin bearing the emblem of the Order of the White Lotus. And as Lu Songxi, Amaruk Shazou, and Ying stare at the incoming blimp, Ying squints her eyes and says, Ah, hell. You're not going to like who I see at the front of that blimp. Who is uh, it? Um, you remember Grandmaster Yera, right? And jerk face. And, uh, yeah, uh, Lou will sort of crack his knuckles and say, I do. So, do we run? Do we fight? I'm, I'm okay with either, but which do we do? Okay. And we outrun them? They have an airship. I mean, Hosa is fast, but I don't think airship fast. Can't abandon the air temple here. Not after they gave us shelter. Would the White Lotus really attack the air temple? I mean, they poisoned me for more than 10 years, so... I will concede that point. They're capable of anything. And Nashi kind of looks between all of you. Uh, I'll go get the others. We'll we'll board up the windows and, and we'll lock all the doors. And if you can hold them here or otherwise buy us some time, we can get the relics out of the temple and we can we can make an escape on boat. All we'll, right, we will hold them. Good choice. Nashi nods to each of you and rushes off, and then Yang steps forward, cracks her neck, kind of cracks her knuckles, and says, Alright, so uh, it just occurred to me that uh, that's an airship. We don't have one of those. Do we want the airship? Yes. In that case, uh, we need to wait for them to land before we attack. Question, though. Do any of us know how to pilot or operate an airship? With yes. four people. And everybody looks at Chazo. What? I, I took some classes in airship piloting. I study other things other than firebending. Kind of hard to do that when you can't read, but okay. I can read! <laughs> I'll say Ying speaks out. I'm pretty sure you can read. Like, I, I don't know where you keep getting that misconception. I've seen him read. Have you really? I mean, he didn't read that scroll. Well, I think that was just he wasn't interested at the time. And she gives him a, her eyes narrow slightly. At this point, the airship's getting closer and closer and closer, and now all of you can see that at the front, kind of on one of those hanging platforms underneath the blimp, um, there is, of course, Grandmaster Yera in standard White Lotus robes. And then there are four other warriors, I guess you would call them. I, I think warrior is too strong of a word, but four other individuals in White Lotus clothing um, that are sort of clinging onto ropes and clinging onto banisters and railings, getting ready to hop down the moment they get close enough. And Ying says, 
Okay, uh, I'll take the Grandmaster. You guys take a... I guess there's four of them, so one of you's gonna have to double up, but... I have some very strong feelings that I need to get out and communicate it to the Grandmaster. I'll deal with the two, and Shezo is, like, off in a sprint towards two of them. So yeah, the airship individuals get close enough. The airship flies over. It actually continues around and starts to circle back. And that's when everybody from the airship jumps down, lands on the ground, and immediately starts bending and throwing weapons at you. So we are going to move into an encounter at this point. And since it's been a while since we did our last encounter, we'll do it from the top. As a reminder, uh, you each get to pick whether you are defending and maneuvering, whether you're advancing and attacking, or if you're invading and observing. You all pick that, and then I pick for the NPCs in private, and then we go in the order of defend, maneuver, attack, advance, evade, observe, etc, etc. So, Lu Songshi, which are you doing? I think that Lu is going to advance and attack. Okay. Uh, Shazo, what about you? Oh, advance and attack all day long. All right. Amarok. I think advance and attack as well. All right. Cross the board. All right. In that instance, I believe that the four, I'm going to call them mooks for the time being because that's ingrained in my mind. The four mooks basically decide to seize a position. And what they do is they use a combination of water bending, fire bending, and earth bending. And the other guy, the one that's not a bender, has like these venom tip shurikens that he's like throwing at you and working together those four are going to impose make sure i say the right status effect here each of you is going to become impaired as they try to basically harrow you into a corner now impaired you can either mark one fatigue or you can take minus two to all physical actions excuse me fatigue and is that for all this entire yes oh, but is that for the entire the entire go- oh, okay I'm now gonna, that's I'm just the mooks the the grandmaster has her own turn but yeah yeah uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna mark the fatigue for those guys okay. as we yeah. like so up next is indeed advance and attack, and I'll let you decide who goes first uh, among you three, but whoever is, go ahead and roll with passion. I'll go first. I'm going to strike. Well, remember, you have to you have to roll to see how many techniques you get, and then you can pick based on your roll. Oh, sorry. It's been a second. So I roll with passion? Correct. Okay. Do we have any bo- pluses? Uh, I do see a plus one that you didn't use before, so yeah. I'll take it. All right, so on a seven, you can choose one technique. Um, That technique cannot be the special one that you learned earlier because it's not a level of train yet. Right. Okay. So So seeing that everyone is starting to get, like, pressured into a corner, Shazo does, like, a flurry of firebending, just, like, kick, punch, punch, and just starts to, very similar to the first fight we had outside of the city, starts to just create a, a barrier so that his friends can move up behind him. Um, and he's going to focus on the guy with the the poison-tipped uh, weapons. He wants to try to throw as much of his uh, damage at him. Okay. 
So they can either mark two fatigue, mark a condition, or shift their balance, but they're low-level NPCs, so they don't have balance to shift. Um, what I would tell you is that if you don't want me to choose, um, you could mark your fatigue yourself, and you could force two fatigue on them, or you can inflict a condition on them. Uh, it is gonna, a one fatigue spend if you I'm want. I'm going to mark a fatigue, okay. and I'm going to force them to be afraid. Okay. I would say that that would be probably, because I'm trying to translate that into a status effect here. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say that that probably counts as the prepared, you know, in a way. Like, I feel like, because afraid is technically a a condition, not a... But when you, when, you, when you strike, you do confer a condition. Oh, okay. I see where I was stuck there. I was I was looking at effects. Um, so they're they're low level individuals. So yeah, I'm gonna say they're afraid because they don't really take that many conditions. So yeah, um, you fling your fire at the venom wielding uh, individual from the White Lotus, and mm -hmm. he kind of does that thing where he falls over himself as he stumbles backwards and tries to run away. Um, <laughs> he doesn't completely leave the field, but he is on his way out. If that makes any sense. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. All right. All right. Lu Song Shi, Amrik, uh, which one do we want to go next? Uh, I could do that. Let's All right. See, rolling with passion, right? Yep. And you do have a plus one from chat as well. I'm going to use that. Ooh, All right. Dear. Unfortunately, that's a miss. However, that, I, I rolled two rules, ones plus one plus one. It's quite impressive. That's, that, that counts as like 17. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news is that, well, maybe not the good news, but if I remember correctly, you can spend one fatigue and still do one regular technique, if I remember how that works correctly. Uh, okay. This this fight's going to get interesting. Um, so I'll, I'll mark a fatigue to use a... Um, to use a technique. And... I'll pay the price to use this technique by marking another fatigue. Okay. Um, and uh, Lu Sangshi is going to use Smash. Okay. And so what he's going to do is disrupt that uh, sort of synergy that the uh, the other benders have going on where they're where they're using that sort of seize a position. So yeah, what I want to do is sort of Lu runs up forward and just slams on the ground with both fists and uh, you get the, the sort of like gouts in the ground as it begins to break and shift and uh, these folks are all caught off balance uh, so I am going to um, impose a fictionally appropriate positive status but I, I want to impose that obviously on um, my allies Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I can only pick one of them, though. Yeah. I don't think I can give it to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it but would I be want something where you can only really pick one person here. Yeah. So on the next exchange, uh, I want to give. Um... Yeah, you know what? I think <clears throat> I want to use to bestow prepared. Uh, on Shazo since he's going to be facing two of them. Okay. 
So what that means prepared for Wolf, uh, that means that you can either clear prepared to get a plus two on your roll, or you can clear prepared to avoid marking a condition. Very useful thing to have. And then uh, Amarok, um, I believe it comes to you. So again, passion please, because you're advancing attacking. And that's a full Ooh, hit, so you nice. actually get to select two things from evade and attack. Or, sorry, okay. advance and attack. That would be an interesting combination. Yeah, that would be um, really interesting, yeah. I think seeing that the ranks of the opponents have been somewhat destabilized, um, she's going to um, make a sort of acrobatic advance uh, using the different sort of outcroppings of rock that have been uh, sort of forced out into the air. Um, she's going to leap forward, uh, bouncing off of those, and uh, levy a strike with her baton against one of the uh, the mooks, as you put it. Um, so that's forcing them to mark two fatigue or a condition. Okay. And then as she's sort of like uh, coming out of that, uh, that attack, She's going to throw out a um, sort of gout of water from her uh, her gourd and try to destabilize some of the others uh, using smash by rendering the uh, environment sort of uh, hostile to them, creating a sheet of ice underneath their feet. I love it. I love it. So the first bender that you attack, is it going to be the earth bender, the fire bender, or the water bender? Um, I would say she would pick out her opposite number on the other side, the waterbender. Okay, so the waterbender will be knocked out of combat here. And then on the earth and the firebender, which one do you want to inflict the uh, status condition on? Uh, I would say the firebender. Okay, so the firebender will be considered to be impaired for their next action. All right. Wonderful. And then comes the main event, quote-unquote, where we see Ying and the Grand Master sort of squaring up, and Ying is gritting her teeth, and she says, Oh, I have a lot of things I want to say to you. And the Grand Master, in a haughty, almost holier-than-thou attitude, says, I don't care what you think. You're going back in your cage before you can cause any more damage. The only damage here is the damage I'm going to cause to your face, and... Ying leaps forward, and she whistles as she leaps, and Hosa comes bounding up from behind her, and com uh, combined, the two slam into the Grand Master, and there's kind of that kind of dust cloud that immediately blasts out, and as Ying and Hosa leap back, um, you see that the Grand Master surrounded herself in a literal suit of earth armor but that on the chest, where the heart or where the sternum is located, and along the left arm, the earth armor nearly shattered off. So powerful were Ying's and Hose's blow. And that's the end of that exchange. So we go into another exchange, and again, you guys get to pick what approach you'd like. Uh, I think I will use what? I'll use evade and observe. Okay. What about you, Shazo? Which would you like to go with? Advance and attack again. All right. Amarok, what you got? Uh, question before I make that decision. Sure. The energy bending technique that I was uh, sort of 
beginning to learn, would yes. I be able to employ that in this combat? Yes, and the way it works is uh, <laughs> you would have to roll a 10 or higher, and you would have to spend one fatigue. Okay. And essentially it inverts somebody's personality or their like shifts their balance from one end of the spectrum to the other? Correct. Okay. Yeah, then uh, I will select uh, evade and observe. Okay. So in that case, uh, the two remaining mooks, the firebender and the earthbender, uh, both of them are going to defend a maneuver. And particularly, they are actually going to uh, sort of get ready to retaliate. They are going to get ready to um, use a chunk of earth that they stomp up and use fire that they're ready to throw out to basically do what they can before you know you knock them out of the combat um so that's the two mooks and then the grandmaster's advancing and attacking so the grandmaster uh sort of does a slam of her arms out to either side and the earth falls off her it shatters out like needles and then she collects some of those needles swirls them into a ball of earth before her and crunches it as hard as she can until it almost is as hard as diamond, or at least it starts to have crystalline qualities. And then she hurls it at Ying. And Ying is struck. Uh, Ying is knocked quite, I would say, maybe about 10, 20 feet back as she is just almost feet digging in, taking this damage, trying to stop this ball. And when she finally comes to a stop and the ball falls to the ground, Ying pants and goes, <laughs> Alright, you want to play that way? We can play that way. And Ying uh, begins to not earthbend, but she begins to apply fire to that same ball that just fell to the ground. And she turns it into a molten, almost lava-like quality. And then she throws it back right at the Grandmaster. And the Grandmaster takes it in the face, but she manages to split it at the last second. So needless to say, there's a grand climatic fight happening between Ying and the Grandmaster at this point. Um, but we now come to evade and observe. So Amaruk and Lu Songshi, which one of you... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Shazo, you still advance and attack. What do you got? Uh, I would like to strike again. And I'm going to go for, is the one that I struck last time still up, or is he retreating? He's retreating, but remember, you still have to roll Passion to see how many uh, techniques you get. Oh, right. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, passion. Okay, None. so you can do one technique, but you have to spend one fatigue to do it. Uh, I will spend the fatigue to do it. Okay, so which I'm assuming strike still? Strike, absolutely. Okay. So yeah, uh... Which one, the Earthbender or the Firebender? I'm going to go for the Firebender. Okay. And Shazo, as he approaches, he's going to, oh. like, almost arrogantly, like, look at him. And there's just this, like, I will show you true Firebending. And there's a small crackle of lightning around his hands just for a moment. And then he just Firebends the heck out of him. Just, like, punch. It's It's... It is, I'm taking that uh, that force that mm -hmm. uh, Usang Shi gave me earlier, and he's just almost to the point of, like, cruelty in this strike. <laughs> and um, yeah, since and the firebender is impaired by ice, they are going to take that, and when your fire blows subside, you see that the individual has more or less fallen unconscious for the time being. And um, 
you wouldn't actually need to mark that fatigue if you cleared prepared you could take plus two to your yeah i guess that's oh, true to your, to your passion because and... i had that one that's right yeah so technically i did hit but still okay. everything you said yeah so that all still yeah. happens you just you take that fatigue back Woo! thank you lusong shi my man there you yes. go hey we're learning yay yay all right now we're at invading and observing so amaruk and lusong shi which one of you would like to go first um, I will. Let's just get this crap show out of the way early. Okay. So Amber so can be awesome. You are going to be rolling uh, with creativity or harmony, but remember you yep. also immediately clear one fatigue. Yep. I've already cleared the fatigue. Uh, I am going to roll with creativity. Okay. No. Yeah, I don't think with a three, yeah, you would have to, again, spend a fatigue to do Not something. Not going to do that. Here. I really just wanted to clear the fatigue. Okay. All right. All right, Amrok. Same thing. Creativity or harmony. Um, I'm not sure if this can actually be applicable, but would it be possible for me to use this technique while living up to my principle? In other words, rolling with my principle based on a narrative explanation that I'll provide. I mean, I like the idea, but what I would tell you is that you would be rolling with principle instead of the creativity or harmony. Yes, but I think that uh, the technique itself requires a role of harmony rather than creativity, right? Let me double check. Because I got to check what I wrote down and what you wrote down. So let me check energy. Come on, Neil here. H. This is a great teaching moment. I know, you know, right? The phrase. Come on. All right. Yeah. So energy bending, it's definitely harmony. Um, so <laughs> if you want to push towards progress, tell you what, we'll do it this way. Um, and this definitely isn't in the rules before anyone gets worried. If you want to take one more towards progress, towards that plus three, I'll let <coughs> you me. roll with progress. But, yeah, I think that's worked. So, yeah, go ahead and roll with progress if you want to go to plus three. Otherwise, it would be with harmony. But I also okay, still to... want to do here the narrative uh, reasoning for that. Sure. Just to clarify for like future reference and because we're still learning the system a little bit. Yeah. Um, the balance moves themselves, like live up to your principle. When you take action in accordance with the values of a principle, mark mm -hmm. fatigue to roll with that principle instead of whatever stat you would normally roll. Correct. So would that apply in this case, or are we sort of fudging and homebrewing a different kind of approach? Um, I mean, now that you say it and I think about it, I think we are technically, you are just living up to your principle here. Um, the only reason I'm making you take a shift to your balance is because technically I don't know that you can do it in combat. Like, it's one of those things in the rules that isn't explicitly spelled out or otherwise say you can't do that. So that is the reason I'm asking you to maybe shift your balance here. Okay, no complaints. It's just I, I'm I'm trying to get my head around how that balance move applies and in what context it would. So thank you for that clarification. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the, the narrative reasons why I wanted to approach it this way, um, I think Amaruk, as she sort of skates past the uh, the firebender who uh, has been uh, leveled by um, uh, Lu Shaoqi's blows or Shaozhou's uh, blows, yes. Um, She's going to look up at the titanic conflict that's being undertaken between uh, Ying and Yera, and she feels this sort of uh, bubbling of outrage and anger at um, the reimposition of control that uh, Yera has attempted to affect, the, the discourse that has transpired between them. 
and thinks back to her own people, her own traditions, and the way in which they have confined her and sought to confine her throughout her childhood. And in that moment of, um, of rage and almost uh, a blind fixation on ensuring that uh, Ying will not be subjected to that kind of confinement again, she is going to try to pull upon that energy bending and really do something that's, I think, quite horrifying, reaching into another person to try to manipulate them on the most basic and fundamental level of their identity and their personhood. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll shift my balance up to three. And would I roll with progress before or after that? I would say progress after that shift. Okay. Uh, so I'll take the roll of progress. Oh, this is getting crazy. All right. So we actually have an interesting scenario here where they didn't actually add the plus three. Interesting. So that would be a nine. Um, so that would still be a hit. Let me check chat. That doesn't look like there's a plus one in chat, so... Oh, there you go, there's uh, a plus one in chat. So that would give you ten, which would let you use the energy bending technique. It would just cost you a fatigue. Done. All right. Now, real quick, uh, there is something special here that you used it in combat. Um, you now, since you have used it successfully in combat... You no longer have to mark the fatigue, but you still need a 10 plus on your approach to use it. Okay. So basically take it, take it up to practice here. Okay. All right. But yeah, so you, you definitely energy bend. What does that look like? Um, I don't think that there is any visible sign to anyone who is not a waterbender and trained in the spiritual arts, but um, there's this series of emphatic gest gesticulations more akin to something like earth bending because there's a, a plantedness, a rootedness um, that is more uh, grounded and fundamental than the, the sort of flowing um, acrobatics of water bending. And it's all directed towards um, Master Yera with a kind of bizarre aggressiveness um, that's almost mechanical or puppet-like, kind of like something akin to bloodbending, but merged with earthbending. Okay, I like it. So, that I understand your intention correctly, your intent is to more or less, I guess you would say, stun her, or more to actually shift her personality one way or the other? Because it really depends on if you're taking more, as you said, the bloodbending side, or if you're taking more the, I guess you would call it spiritual side of things. I would say it's an attempt at almost like on the instinctual level of her own reactions to what she's seeing and what she's feeling at that moment to fundamentally transform her balance from control to the opposite, to destabilize that, that need for control. Okay. So, and again, this is brand new territory that technically an NPC doesn't have two balance tracks here, but I thought that was boring. So special NPCs I've given full tracks. So what I'm going to say is, yeah, you shift her from plus two in control to negative two in something you don't know yet. Um, but the effect is that Master Yera, you know, she was a little bit tensed up. She was getting ready to fight. She actually relaxes. She stands up a little straighter and says, <laughs> oh, all right. You want to play it that way? We can play it that way. And then she moves into a stance that none of you would recognize, not even Lu Song Shi and his mastery of earthbending. 
Apparently Yara has moved into a stance that even you don't know. But at this point, we now have a third exchange, unless you would prefer to make a break for it or do something else. Not yet. Not yet? Okay. All right, let's go down the line again. Lu Songshi, advance, uh, defend, evade. What you doing? Um, I think I will defend and maneuver. Defend and maneuver. All right, Shazo, still gonna advance and attack. I'm oh guessing. yeah, it's full full aggression this 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 round for sure. Okay, Amara. Um, I think defend and maneuver. Defend and maneuver. All right. Well, uh, I think. Thematically, the Grandmaster's going to go first, and again, she just stays in one place waiting. She doesn't move or kind of look at one individual in particular. She's kind of just almost feeling the battlefield instinctually. But, uh, so defensive maneuvering. So, Lu Songxi, I think you had, uh, or Amrok, do you want to go first? You go this time, Matthew. Sure. Um, so that is a roll with focus. That is correct. All right, you get to pick two. Okay. Um, I am going to ready myself. So um, I guess melting the ice underneath her feet, she is going to use that as a bit of a springboard to try to launch herself up towards the area in which uh, Ying and Yira are engaged. Mm -hmm. And she is going to join her there and uh, sort of steal herself for another attack. I guess that would be marking one fatigue to ready myself with prepared. Okay. And what I'm going to tell you immediately before you take your second action, (coughs) it's a good thing you took prepared because the moment you land, Yara stomps her foot and tries to earthbend you off of the raised platform where they're currently dueling. But if you clear that prepared you just gave yourself, you can stay up there. Uh, I will indeed. So um, there's this, I guess, moment of destabilization where the ground cracks under her feet. But because... Uh, she is so keenly focused on Yira, and uh, she has that sort of martial training. She's able to sort of deftly dodge aside and find stable ground again. There you go. And yeah, you get one more in defend and maneuver. Which would you like? Let's see. I guess retaliate. Retaliate. All right. So the next time they inflict fatigue, condition, or shift your balance, they're going to mark one fatigue on that foe. All righty. Yep. All right, Lu Songshi, what do you got going on? All right, let's let's do a let's do a roll with focus. All right, you get one. Do we? Uh... All right, cool. So uh, I think uh, Lu is going to take. Uh, rather, he's going to use uh, his divert um, technique okay. to. Um, just sort of bolster and support his allies. So oh, that he can... wait a second. The divert, I don't think you can use divert because it's not a 10 or above. No, I'm I'm a master in divert. That's why that's what oh, I Oh, no, no, I'm thinking of your other move, the one you're I th- you're, thinking of, you're thinking about a halt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about a halt. Yeah, yeah. Continue, continue. Yeah, yeah just going to just going to sort of stand ready to absorb as many of the attacks as he can and sort of give them back. Uh, while keeping his allies as fresh as possible. Okay. So, it's interesting you say that because, and this is a little bit nebulous, so bear with me. 
before you go, Shazo, it's one of those things where Ying is going to attempt a combination of fire, uh, fire kicks, roundhouse kicks, combined with earth bending, combined with a little bit of water bending, and just slamming uh, the Grandmaster from each side, the left, the right, above, below. Um, but every time Ying tries to hit the Grandmaster with any, manu uh, any maneuver, what happens is the Grandmaster deflects it. It's one of those things where, to use a DBZ reference, for example, it's like someone slapping away the energy ball or someone just slapping away an attack. And it does so in a way that one uh, blast of fire goes towards Amarok, which, again, Lu Songxi, you can opt to divert if you wish. Um, one of the waters goes towards Ying, and some of the earth goes towards you, Lu Songxi. Okay. Um, so, in in those instances, it doesn't actually specify that I can only take... So, I am going to attempt to assist both of my uh, teammates. So, okay. I will... Uh, I'll sort of <clears throat> shoulder Amarok out of the way of the, uh, of the fire and sort of get singed myself. That was that... What is that? Two fatigue? One fatigue? Yeah, that's what I say. I'm, I'm gonna read. Uh, I'm gonna read your thing here. Um, let's see. <laughs> it does say when any ally. Yeah, any ally within reach suffers a blow. I can suffer it for them, and I also get to immediately retaliate, dealing an additional one fatigue. So that'll be two fatigue to her. When I okay, no, no. So that's. I think that's where the confusion is. Is if you also oh, if you retaliate, already... it doesn't give yeah. you retaliate. Oh no, no, it doesn't give you retaliate. That's right. Yeah, I'll suffer. But yeah, I, so my plan is unchanged. Okay, so what that's going to mean then is you are going to take two fatigue from Amarok's attack. Mm -hmm. If you want to take it for Shazo, that's another two fatigue. Yep. And then it would be a further uh, two fatigue on your attack. So there's one extra so fatigue there you got to deal with. Uh, right. Um, so that would just be a condition, right? Correct. Uh, so I think... I think I will take the... angry condition. Fair enough. And, uh, yeah, he'll just sort of defiantly, uh, look at Master Yara and say, care to try again? Oh, there we go. Well, as Yara thinks of a witty comeback, Shazo, it is your turn. Uh, there's one more mook, right? Correct. The waterbender. Gonna, or no, yeah, sorry, the good. earthbender. Uh, that Earthbender is going to learn the true meaning of fire. Um, that was a bad line. But you know what? We're going to go with it. That's fine. Um, they, don't have, they don't all have to be 10 out of 10s. They're not all winners. Uh, let's see. We got no bonuses from chat. That's okay. And Skadoosh. That's Hit. enough. Boom. Strike. All right. So, so again. It's, it's been literally just like the same thing. Just no, no holding back. It's all force. Um... It's just like everything is a is a hammer and I am a nail because I am the hammer. All no, right, wait, so... everything's a nail. I'm the hammer. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you meant. So my question is, do you want to force them to mark the two fatigue or do you want to inflict a condition oh, yeah. on them or do you want? Oh, yeah, they're going to take the two fatigue. 
Okay, so then you need to mark one fatigue <clears throat> yourself. Done. All right. So the Earthbender is knocked out of combat by the force of your blows alone, which now technically means we are at the start of a new exchange. And what I'm going to say is that Yera is going to shift stances. So before it was kind of that open, I think it's called a crane stance, where it's kind of opened up and you're waiting for somebody to come to you. They're going to shift more into a tiger stance, where they're more ready to go on the offensive. All right. But yeah, you three get to pick. Uh, which uh, which ones would you like? Uh, I'm going to go with defend and maneuver again. Okay. I am also going to go defend and maneuver. Okay. Amrup? I think I'm going to go with advanced and attack. Okay. So Ying is actually going to go for advanced and attack, and as will uh, the Grand Master. So yeah, Lu Songxi and Shazo, you guys get to go first. All right. So here's... So um, I'll go ahead and roll. It's an interesting... I'm in an interesting situation now. So I've got five fatigue, one condition, and my highest um, uh, balance um, bonus is a plus two to self-reliance. So I have eight between them. That actually will trigger my murder complex. And uh, I will take plus one to all moves uh, going forward until I go below eight uh, between conditions, highest principle and fatigue. Yep, that tracks. All right, so it's going to be roll of focus with a plus one bonus. That's a full hit. You get two. All right, so I am going to once again um, use divert, okay. and I will also use retaliate. Good combo. Nice. Good combo. All right. Nice. And then Shazo, what do you got going on? Uh, so I'm doing defend and maneuver, so I have to roll with focus. Is Correct. that right? Okay. Oh, come on, big money no whammies. Nope, nothing. Yeah, nothing. I mean, again, you could spend a fatigue to still do one <sighs> thing, but... I'm going to do that, and I am going to... I'm going to use... I'm actually going to use seize a position. Okay. And I'm going to try to engage with uh, the Grandmaster. Okay. So what I'll say is that... Um... Oh, oh, that's interesting. I think the Grand Master is... Okay, so narratively, and feel free to add to this, I think, Shazo, as you kind of hop up to where the, everybody's fighting at this point, um, you get to the top, and then you get ready to pounce on the Grand Master, but they immediately spend one fatigue to then... Same thing they try to do with Amaruk, where they try to knock you off the platform. So you still get to be on the platform, but you don't get the advantage of Caesar position if you follow me. So here's here, if I may, Game Master. Yeah, sure, what I got. think would be cool is that so um, you know, Shazo's just been like fire, fire, punch, just knocking guys out, and then just double fist blasts himself up, and mm -hmm. is just like ah towards the Grandmaster, and the Grandmaster's just like flick. So I would actually like to end up back down on the ground, knocked okay. away. I think that would be I think that would be more cinematic. I love it. In my opinion. Cool. I love yeah. it. I'll definitely take it. I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, now's the main event. The main event that Lu Song Shi is not going to like. Because as Yeza or Yera stomps up and creates three balls of earth, she doesn't actually use them right away. Instead, 
she turns to Lu Song Shi and says, Surely you must know that you're going against everything that you stood for, everything that you've ever worked for, everything that your family wanted you to work for. Surely you can't be so blind as to throw that all away. And she's going to attempt to shift her balance. So, I need you to roll me. In this instance, I believe it is your self-reliance that's at play here. So, go ahead and roll okay. me your self-reliance. And I need to see believe. a 10 or above, or it's getting shift to 3. I, I believe. Now, I think you can actually just click the... Uh, oh, there you go. Full hit. You're fine. You're absolutely fine. So her words wash over you and they mean nothing. And um, you'll see Lou will, uh, for the first time since the fight began, uh, smile. And it's actually it's not a malicious smile or anything like that. He just closes his eyes and smiles. And he um, opens them, looks at the Grandmaster and says, It's the first bad play I've seen you make. Nearly a distraction. Because <laughs> at this point, she's going to fling one of the rocks at you, but at the last minute before it hits you, it's going to divert and fling it towards Amarok. So you do have the option of diverting and hit it, taking it, but that is going to be another two fatigue. So I believe two conditions, if I understand that correctly. Yep. Uh, I will go ahead and do that. And I will mark foolish and insecure. Um, and what I what I want to do, and I'm also going to use the uh, retaliate. But she will take the uh, two fatigue two. back. Actually, so four basically, fatigue back because of divert. Yeah. Um, so what I what I want to do is instead of it being sort of like I sort of picture this as instead of taking actual damage, like we all know, like it's basically just exertion. And Lou is very visibly getting tired at this point, um, but manages to lift a leg and stomp at an angle and at that same angle at Amarok's feet a spike um, or a, a plinth of stone comes up and actually swats the ball back at the Grandmaster hitting her with her own attack I love it, I love it so she's going to take a little Beautiful. bit of damage as she kind of does that crossed arm block across her chest and then there's that third ball that third ball of rock and it's going to go straight towards Ying and Ying She's just going to take it straight in her face. Like, it's one of those stoic moments. Or again, using Dragon Ball. You know, they go for that punch to the face. And then the smoke clears. And you see that they're just standing there smiling. It's unnerving a little bit. But Ying kind of reaches up, grabs uh, the Grandmaster's fist and says, You know, Lu Song, she's right. You really are misplaying. She cocks her left hand back and just punches Yera as hard as she dares. And it's one of those moments where Yera doesn't go flying back. The force is so great that the ground actually craters beneath both of them. And Yera, you hear her grunt in pain. You hear her go to one knee. And, you know, y uh, Ying begins to twist the hand a little bit and goes, it would be so easy to end you here. So easy to just give in. But you know what? That's what you want. You want me to be that dark force so that you can justify torturing people like me to bend us to your will. But no, no, I'm going to do something much worse than this. And 
taking a page for Amarok, she's going to begin bending water around the Grandmaster in that classical spirit-bending sense. So there's an option here before that she goes again in the next exchange for you to stop Ying. But Ying is doing something regarding spirit and energy bending here. But Amaruk, it's now your turn, I believe. Uh, I think given that all of the people have been, um, I guess, subdued, Amaruk is just going to sort of come out of a combat stance and watch. <coughs> and there's a there's a flicker of uncertainty but that then is wiped away. In that case, that's the end of this exchange. Now, we're not going to go straight into an exchange, but I need to know very specifically, does Shazo stop Ying? Does Lu Song Shi stop Ying? Uh, yeah, I think that I think that Lu would uh, okay. attempt to attempt to stop her. All right, what would you say or do? Um, I will. So, I don't know. I mean, I know Ying is a major NPC. So, does she have a principal track? Oh yeah, she definitely does. Can you tell me what her poles are? I'd be happy to tell you what her poles are. Uh, her first one, her main track, is responsibility. Her second track is freedom. Uh, I will call her out to live up to her principle of freedom. Okay. And so... Uh, so I think now the, finally the like the fatigue sort of catching up to him because it, it really is like a just a burst of been just burst after burst of explosive energy um, mm -hmm. for for Lou. He just sort of sinks down to his knees um, and just sort of looks at Ying and says, "Don't you understand?" If you do this, if you take her choice away, you're no better than she is. And you're everything they say you are. I have a thought, and I'm going to let you guys make the call on this. So, technically, when you call someone out, you roll with their principle, and there's that whole thing involved. What occurs to me is that... Lu Songxi, you have the self-reliance here. Yep. Now wait a second. How is your how is your center? Is your center really all the way over? Almost, yep. Okay. Now now just to make sure, you know, it's it's not like this where your center is actually, you know, back one. It's that your center yep. is actually at okay. Um Cause here's my thought. Okay. I think doing that is mm -hmm. you're trying to get her to trust you if you follow what I'm going with here. Oh, so you want me to... So basically, do you want to flip this on me and try to shift my center away from self-reliance to trust? Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Can I just shift it and say that? Uh, you could, yes. Yeah, I would I would love to, as a matter of fact. So I don't mean to throw a wrench into this. No, what you got? But... I think from the ground, Shazo would be shouting at Yang, end it, do it. Because of that shift he has towards force uh -huh. and the anger that's been brewing in him. Um, kind of that 
the yin and the yang. No mm -hmm. pun intended. <laughs> no, very deliberate. Um, so I, I don't know if this is like a, uh, uh, like a, like a roll where I roll against him or. That's a good question. How do we want to handle this? Um, I just, I, I feel like that's what, honestly, I, I, I feel like. No, I love it. I love it. No, this, this is an amazing idea. <clears throat> All right. Here's how we'll handle it. Here's, here's how we'll do this. Um, Lu Song Shi, I'm going to need you to roll <coughs> your me. trust. So that's going to be your 2d6 minus 2. Well, thankfully, um, minus, minus 1 thanks to Murder Complex. Oh, there you go. Uh, so minus 1 on your part. And then Shaz O, I need you to roll me a force, which for you is a plus 1. So it's more or less who comes out ahead here. So Lu Song Shi's got an 11. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to roll that high. You never know. You never know. So if you also roll an eleven, we're 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 back. Okay. Oh, oh no! Okay. Oh, no! 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 We have a twelve. Okay. <laughs> we have a twelve. So, just like, like he gets hit to the floor. Lu Song Shi's like, don't give into it. And then you you hear this like burst of fire as Shezo, like kicks himself up, and he just screams, finish it. <laughs> and. Just I think yeah. with that, unless Amrook wants to chip in. If she did, she would only be in support of, uh, of Shaozo. So I think seeing the way in which this is going, she's going to remain silent. In that case, Ying continues the bending and the water forms a small sphere around the Grandmaster. And then Ying reaches forward. Her eyes glow bright orange as she places a thumb on the center of the Grandmaster's forehead. There's a flash of light. The water splashes and disperses. And then Ying steps back. Her eyes return to normal. And the Grandmaster looks down at her hands and says, You utter fool. That's exactly what I wanted you to do. And from the blimp, the airship that has circled back, you see that there are people taking pictures and people furiously scribbling away and transmitting a play-by-play -play <clears throat> back to unknown individuals. And Ying kind of looks up and says, Damn it, I forgot about the airship. And I think um, Lou will get to his feet shakily, look up at the airship, say, well, you wanted the airship? What, uh, what do we do with the people on board, Ying? Should we... Toss them overboard. <laughs> at this point, I really don't care what happens to them. And with that, I think Ying is going to stomp her feet and all of you would feel a launch platform getting ready to go underneath of you. And once all of you are ready, she's going to launch all four of you, uh, all three of you up. And I guess, well, it is four because Hose is coming too. Everybody up to the airship, which you will be able to land on and kick the people off kind of a thing. Oh, Shazo's not just going to kick them off. Shazo's going to take cameras burn pieces of paper he's, he's he's angry okay and what i would say is if you are going to the extra effort of destroying cameras and destroying radio equipment and all that 
technically, as far as I know, at this point in the Avatar universe, there are cameras, but there's not like videos. So it's all word of mouth of people just saying, oh, you know, so-and-so just at this, so-and-so just at this. And I yeah, think I'm that... Recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is no <laughs> cell phone, unfortunately. Um, so I think it's one of those things where you manage to... Uh, yeah, let's do it this way. You manage to destroy their equipment before the word gets out. Or most of the word gets out. All they have is word of mouth. Correct. They don't have any proof. Correct. But yeah, I think with all of the other White Lotus kicked off the blimp, uh, with all of Team Dark Avatar aboard, I think everybody looks to you, Shazo, because you said you could fly an airship. Shazo's going to head to the head to the uh, cockpit, as it were, or the pilot house. He's going to look around. He's going to walk over to the... I imagine there's like a giant, like, captain's wheel. Oh, yeah. He's going to look over. There's going to be like a little thing. He's going to ding, ding. And then he's going to like push the little lever forward. It's going to like... Yeah, I was going to say, it's one of those things where the Zeppelin starts going slowly, but actually in the Avatar universe, they go quite quick. But yeah, it picks up speed rapidly. Yeah, picks up speed rapidly. And uh, and then, you know, he's going to look back at the group uh, as they walk up. And we're all sailing forward. And he's going to say, Yar! Where to, mateys? No, I'm just kidding. Um, he's going to say, where are we going? And, and I think... Yeah, what you got? Um, before before Ying um, chimes in, or the um, are we are we swinging back for Nashi, or is she escaping in a different way? GM, just before I, I would say that talking. now that you're in the airship and you get a bird's eye view of everything, you do see several boats leaving from the north of the island that has the Eastern Air Temple. Got it. Um, so I think uh, when Shazza says, sort of, you know, where are we going? Um, sort of Lou is just gonna sort of walk past him I believe they're probably on the bridge of this oh yeah uh, of this this airship and he'll just sort of walk to a corner and sit cross-legged um, and just sort of quietly say ask the avatar and I think Ying was going to say something but at this she turns to Amaruk and says how do we hit your family I've been, I've been away for so long. It's difficult for me to say. Educated guess. Well, from what I remember, there is a, there's a repository of, of artifacts and tomes, something of a small outpost. It's relatively near to um, Daruka. So if we set course there, raid it, we might not only be able to gain some information as to what they were trying to do in Daraka, but also deprive them of resources. And if this has taught me anything, well, it's that the, the rot inside my family is so deep that it has to be cut out. You heard her, Shazo. To the west. You're muted. Shazo will crank the wheel 
hard to port, and we will head towards the west. And it's one of those things where once you guys are actually going over the water, I think Ying sort of falls against one of the walls and slides down it, and then Hoza, the sheer shoe, kind of nuzzles up against her, and Ying kind of looks down and says, You played right into her hand. She wanted me to take her bending away, but why? Why? Was it just so that she could paint me as a villain? I've got a lot to think about. And as you sail into the sunset, that's the end of the session. Spicy yeah, one. Spicy. Nice. I like the spicy end. That was good. That was good. Super spicy. So now we have to deal with uh, some very interesting advancement questions. So let's do the standard three. Uh, where is that list? Here we are. <coughs> Did you learn something challenging, exciting, or complicated about the world? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yep. Did you stop a dangerous threat or solve a community problem? Yes. Yes. Yep. Did you guide Absolutely. a companion towards balance or end the session at your center? Well, I don't think anybody's at center right now. Ooh. And uh, technically, you all tried to shift away from balance, so that's I think that's a no. That's a no. Yeah. All right, let's go through the playbooks then. So, since I've got Guardian up, we'll do you first, Lu Song Shi. Mm -hmm. uh, did you pursue a desire or goal other than your own outside of protecting others? Mm. I don't know. What do you think? I did sort of embrace the... Or, or started to, to make strides to embrace abstract thinking to better himself as an airbender. Or not an airbender, an earthbender. I'm an earthbender, not an airbender. That's, I was going to say, we're all, place place we're all over the place tonight. Yeah. All right. I'll give it to you. So I'll let you mark three. Uh, right. Up next is the hammer. And the hammer, uh, did you make progress towards your goal against your adversary? I kind of, I mean, we're heading off towards the twin sons. So I guess that, and I learned a little bit about him. So I, I might argue. Twin yes. Moons, mean. Yeah. That's what I said. Twin moons. Yeah, we're, we're, now you said twin sons. No, I didn't. You can't prove it tonight. <laughs> All right. Say, yeah. Cause we're heading. Okay. I'm going to, it's a bit of a stretch, but I'm going to go for it. I'll give, I'll give it to you. All right. And then Amarok with the successor. What do you got? <clears throat> Did you learn something meaningful or important about your lineage, its members, or its effects on the world or others? Um, yes. <laughs> yes. That's a big yes. Yes. A little bit. All right. No. So I'm pretty sure with that many growth boxes ticked for each of you, you all are getting an advancement here. So nice. let's actually cover that on stream real quick. Um, uh, actually, let's go to Shazo first because I think we talked about this off stream. Do you want that thing from the bold playbook, the one with the animal companion? Uh, oh man, I was gonna I was gonna increase my focus. But you could yes. do that too. I mean, I if do you want, want that. the animal companion. Okay. I want Fazapo to be a real animal companion. Okay. So that would be just as you know, so you you can make an informed decision. Uh, that would give you the best friend from the bold playbook, and what that means is that whenever your animal companion could help you push your luck, you can mark a fatigue to roll with creativity instead of passion. But the caveat is, if your pet ever gets hurt, you mark a condition. You know what? I'm just going to go with the plus one in my focus. There Fair it is. Enough. Yep. Excuse me. All right. Uh, Amrik, uh, Lu Songshi, would uh, either of you care to go next? I 
uh, am going to increase my creativity by one. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. And uh, Amarok, big question. What are you What are you going to do with yours? Um, I'm a little bit torn between taking the move Way of the Future um, to boost my creativity by one, mm-hmm. or Black Koala Sheep, which seems particularly appropriate now, given her newfound commitment towards, uh, I guess, completely re- uh, instituting some kind of reformation of the uh, the Twin Moon. Um, I think that I'll, I'll go with uh, Way of the Future and improve my creativity by one. My only thought on that, though, is mm. you could technically take the creativity plus one by just raising a stat. So I think it's one of those things where it actually would be because you can only take a move from your playbook twice, at least as far as the kickstart rules are concerned. Um, so I would say that it might be better for you to take that black koala sheep. And if you were wanting to raise your creativity, just raise the stamp by plus one. That way you don't lose one of those crucial, you know, boxes there. Um, as I read the character sheet here, it says your growth advancement could be to raise a stat by plus one to a maximum of plus two to any stat. So I don't think oh, that, you that already allows you to. Two. Yes. Okay. Then that makes more sense to me then. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah, then break that I cap. think that's, if, if you want to go to plus three, go for it. Yeah. All right. That sounds, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, as I said, that's going to be the end of session. Quite a spicy one. Um, again, it's one thing I want to say real quick before I turn off the you know turn off the recording. We are a little bit darker of an Avatar game because, of course, Dark Avatar. I want there to be the understanding though that, based on the situation that was presented, there were much worse things that Ying could have done. Much worse things that could have happened. Um, but I think it's also important that just maiming or harming someone, you know, I think there's better options. And as we saw, apparently Yara was ready for it. She was expecting to have her bending taken away. So maybe there's more play there, but that's a mystery. You'll just have to tune in and watch to find out. But yeah, Twitch stick around because we're going to raid somebody, but YouTube, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you later.